All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. To Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Derek Nasty Sutemeyer and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is media talent and one tough son of a bitch, Peter Stock. Time to face off. All right, welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. What's happening, Nasty? Not much, Regs. Just got to, we got to let everybody know right away that you joined a winning franchise with Natty Ice. I did. I did. Yeah. Debut. Yeah, the debut. You still tight. Yeah, but you had a you had a G in your debut. No <laughs> I deal. did. Yeah, low, low NHL block on Carey Price, little Carey Price, same <laughs> shot, low oh, blocker. Oh yeah, right. I, oh, I wondered. Man. I I was a little surprised of the way you sallied though. Oh, the men's league I, the guys don't usually sally that hard. No, but I, I don't excited, man. I haven't scored good. in a while, you know. <laughs> Boys reject. I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Hammies and, and hip flexors are still <laughs> feeling it, man. It's been it's been a while since I uh, took a full stride. Well, I'll tell you probably what didn't happen is that I kept you up past your bedtime the night before going to see our boy Kaz. That's the uh, truth. I, he did. Uh, he did. They're uh, his he, one of the two bands that he has. 
Uh, they were awesome. They rocked out. It was fun to watch those guys do a little Motley crew. Yeah. Even, yeah, stuff, even got Kaz. a little, yeah, Kaz is the man and, and, uh, got a little video of Riggs actually falling asleep. Had a little, at, had a little dirt nap. At, at the old bar. Concert. Not sure. Way past my bedtime, Nass. You know, it, it was way past your bedtime. But uh, it was a good time, man. I'm glad we were able to go. He's he's the man. Kaz is the man, and those yeah. guys rock, dude. They rock. Yeah, no doubt. And Kaz is the voice of Nasty Knuckles. So check him out. I think he he's uh, firing some up uh, early next month. So yeah, he is the man. But what else you got going on in your world, Nas? The playoffs are, are in full yeah. force. Round one is wrapping up. We're wrapped up for some three teams now. What do you yeah, got man, in your world? Well, yeah, I've been paying close attention just like you and a um, little shocked at the Boston series. It, you know, it went five games there, um, especially after Washington won the first game. But uh, Boston, yeah, Tuca, I think obviously Boston has a good team, but Tuca makes it look so easy. In that, yeah. Right? Like he just everything hits him right in the B. I mean, I, I love that man. He, he's an awesome guy, but God, is he a good goalie? And, yeah. You and know, Bergeron and and, oh, and Archon, man, I mean, they don't slow down. No, I mean, I mean they're, they're just it's crazy. better. And yeah, pa- they were just better. Pasta, pasta. I mean, I, that right. guy, I love. I love, that. I love. I love his Dunkin' Donut commercials. Oh know, man, just, <laughs> classic. Elvis loves those too. But uh, that it didn't surprise me that Boston won. I just thought that would be one to go to seven. I thought, I thought for sure would. Washington would have put up a bigger fight. Uh, yeah, in, they look tired one. or hurt. Yeah. Maybe some guys are hurt. You know, you don't usually find that out. You know that. As yeah, <clears> yeah, they looked and, a little, little drained. Um, something and then there. exactly uh, the Tampa Florida series has been one of my favorites to yeah. watch. Those two teams been do on not fire. like each other. It's it's been so much fun. I was. Really happy Florida won last night because I want this thing to go seven. I think it would be unbelievable. Yeah, uh, we both playoffs. have buddies on both teams, so it's it's hard to pull against the you know guys you love. Tampa did win last year though, I know. so I'm kind of like I just wanted to go seven, and it's an absolute war. Uh, the Carolina uh, Nashville series has you know it's two two. They're playing uh, game five. We'll see what happens there tonight, but. Uh, that series has been really good. Our boy Nick Cousins scored a big goal the other night. He's still selling. He's selling like he's in World Juniors, jumping into the glass. Oh yeah, just rubbing, I, rubbing it in know, their face. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cousy. A little text after that. He's he's he was fired up. But um, and then the the one that's kind of surprised me a little bit uh, the way the Islanders finishes. They're up three two on Pitt. Yeah. Uh, that's a big game tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, in Long Island, that's a they're a tough team to beat there, man. Like yeah, uh, that, that Barry Trotz, what a coach! God, man, he's just not that they don't have a good team. They have, yeah, they, I know, right? Yeah, he's had some success that's for sure. Trotz, he's Trotz, he's awesome, and our boy Jeff Carter's got three goals. Yeah, he's just, five he's, games. he's finding the net. Boy, what a, he always what does. A yeah, I know. Way. Yeah, that was uh, a wise move. Wow, I mean, you know, what you're going to get out of carts, right? I mean, he's he's a playoff yeah. performer. He's built to be a hockey player. He can score big game goals. Um, yeah. And yeah, huge. I mean, obviously a veteran presence there. So, I mean, pick he up. plays to every situation. He yeah. plays every – kills penalties, power play, four on four, you know, whatever. He does it all. Um, and, he, and he still skates like he did when he's 22 Oh, years my old. God. Looks he's like he's not even it. trying. Uh, I know. It pisses just me just off, man. Floats out there. 
And then he just snaps and he snaps the pill like that's a new one. That's a new one for Farzee. Yeah, Farzee, the the pill. Um, And then uh, our our good buddy Chief and and Shinner, those guys in St. Louis got swept. Yeah, that was tough to watch. They they, they had a lot lot of banged up guys. They're not going to make any excuses. Colorado's good, boys. Oh, yeah. They're good. I mean, yeah, really good. You, you, I mean, same. They got some nice veteran leadership there. Oh, they, they look, they it's, look good. They're going to be tough to beat. Um, one of the biggest things that shocked me the other night, and I'm sure a lot of people is, uh, you know, well, Winnipeg goes into Edmonton, completely shut the two big boys down. Insane, isn't it? David, I cannot Couldn't believe that. Like, I cannot I believe just, that. You, you don't see that. You just don't see it. But then they come back to Winnipeg and I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, they're in trouble. Uh, they're up four to one. Yeah. I turn the channel, come back. It's four to four. I'm like, what just happened? So I re you know, I, I rewatch and see what's going on. But you talk about an epic meltdown, bad, yeah. one bad penalty. And then there you go. And then they lose in overtime. And then obviously they were swept. Yeah. Um, Devastating did, for the Oilers. Did, did oh. not expect that. Did no, I don't think what a big Jets fans expected that. I mean, it was, um, I mean, to sweep them like good for that. them, though, like, you know, good yeah, for hey. them. like it was like awesome to see, you know, and yeah, they, but they I don't know how you shut down hard. those two guys for it was a six or seven periods there off the board. <laughs> like, how is that even possible? And, and then all they, over they go, on, they go on the road. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they both had three points, you know, uh, in game three, you're up four one kind of laughing. And, you know, this game, you got this game in hand with under nine to go like and then the wheels fell off, literally <laughs> fell off. So um, two sweeps there on that side of it. And then, you know, we got Toronto and Montreal battling it out. That's been a little ugly too. Some, some, uh, some greasy games and uh, Toronto's up in that series. Yep. And then the Vegas, Vegas and many, many won't go away. I thought no, Vegas I would close them out last night. They're, they're a tough team too. Better be and, careful. Go back and yeah. many. Yeah, you got to go back to the many now, and so it's been fun to watch. I, I wish every I hate sweeps because it means less hockey, but I know the players are, are happy. They're enjoying that, yeah. I like yeah, less effort to sure. get through the grind, and yeah, yeah. Pre, you know, self preservation. So there's obviously <laughs> two sides of it from a fan's perspective yeah. and then from the players' perspective. But uh, you know, good for those teams, man. It's not easy to do sweeping teams, no, and you know, it's no. uh, but it's certainly a. Uh, um, a, a bonus going forward as far as, again, you know, preserving the body and being fresher. Not that that always means anything, everything, but, uh, you know, they're, they're sitting back and, and resting for a few days, which they never really had that opportunity a whole lot this year. So. Especially this year. Yeah, exactly. Playing so three to a, four, four times a week. This is good. They're not going to know what to do with themselves. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a couple bag skates. It's to stay. Yeah, exactly. You know, stay in it. That's about it over here, man. All right. Well, I think we just hop right in and talk to our boy Stalker. This episode is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's playoff time, big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into 200 That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy. And if that team wins, you receive $200 in free credits. That's right. Pick any team that is still in contention. Bet $5. And if that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. Sounds I'm taking like- the Sixers, baby. Oh, sounds like a deal. 
All it takes to claim these 41 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is placing a $5 bet on that team and that team to win. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KNUCKLES when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if you do, you claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code KNUCKLES for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, wager paid out in site credits, restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Get after it, Nast. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Sotomayor. We are so pleased to have our good friend join us today. One of the tough guys from the NHL, Mr. PJ Stock. Stalker, what is up, brother, besides your height? Because it's not that high. Hey, I, I don't know what took you so long to get me on this show. That's the problem. I don't know. I'm a little, I should have been the first on. Uh, first off, really thanks for having me on. And uh, you can't wear green. You look like you look like a, a little gnome. Like I just feel like if I look, I don't even know how this conversation is. Sitting underneath a mushroom. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. You belong in, like I feel like you're a lucky charm or something. Like a little I just I miss you though. I miss you too, but you know what, Stalker? You know how little I I can wear blue and look like a gnome. It doesn't, it doesn't matter yeah, what right. color I'm wearing, man. Fifty-year-old gnome over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, what's up, brother? I'm uh, living the dream up here in Montreal, and uh, it's we used to I used to joke around to our American buddies, and we, I'm up in God's country, living God's country. Well, God's country's been on lockdown now for a year and a half. <laughs> we having 8 p.m. curfew. Um, restaurants are closed, schools are closed, re- uh, uh, movie theaters are closed, bars are closed. Uh, like we can't. The latest is we can't drive over up in Canada. We have provinces, right? We can't drive over the provincial line into Ontario. So, you know, there's there's a lot of good that can be taken out of this, but there's a lot of uh, frustrating things that can be taken out of this. And we're a year and a bit in, and we're 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 hoping we get hoping we get moving here as summer's approaching. And you, and you have kids as well, so it's uh, it's a little. I mean, I know with my little guy, it's it's not. We're not on lockdown like you guys are, but I, I couldn't imagine being locked down the way you guys are, especially with kids. It's been tough enough sure. here with the school online, you know, yeah. my son's six and it's like, you got to sit with them. You can, you, you can't just yeah. leave them be. So you're basically going to school with them. So. I know. I, I talked to some teachers just recently and I, I you know, we always give our, you know, the uh, first liners a lot of credit, whether it's, you know, the ambulance people or the nurses, or the doctors have been at the forefront of a lot of this, but teachers deserve a lot of love too. They've been able, they've been carrying away. They have to, you know, we don't ever think of them in the same light, but they've had to relearn how to teach right. because they're teaching this online. And like you're t- teaching a six-year-old, you know, normally you have them in a class, you draw a funny picture on the wall, ha, ha, ha. but <laughs> yeah. you, you, you don't have all that. So they've had to kind of, I got four kids and my eldest is 18. He hasn't gone to school in a year and a half. He hasn't gone. Then my, my next two eldest up here in Quebec, we have, uh, one to six is elementary, then seven to 11 is, is secondary or high school. 
the, the ones in high school are, are they go every second day. Oh, so, man. you know, there's a lot of, just imagine us with our ADD, ADHDs, oh, YMCAs, NFLs, learning in front of a computer every day for months. Yeah. I, I I'd know. be done because my mind, I, yeah. I can't. You, could, you could both know me well enough. I would not be able yeah. to do it. Yeah. I have a hard enough time sitting with him and yeah. while he's doing it, if, if I have to. Yeah, you know? it's not conducive yeah. to learning for, for anybody, I don't think, sitting in front of a, a screen, especially young, young kids. Perfect opportunity for work on your working on your meditation practice there, Stalker. I know, Roz. I saw your videos of you <laughs> doing yoga. Like, you know, you got the I don't know what's happening. Like I watching these videos of you destroying people, then now you watch you got the, <laughs> the, the green tree and you're in your you're in your, your leggings like this and you're hanging leggings. over backwards. <laughs> it's like I repair hey, the damage, Stalker. <laughs> Hey, Stalker, I'll I bet know. you he, he weighs less than you now. Oh, yeah. A buck 85. What are you, what are you, you're like a buck 80. 80? Buck stalker, 85. What are you? What are you, Stalker? Buck 80, probably? 205. Are you 205 for real? Yeah. That's why I wear black. <laughs> I told I told Riles before you jumped on, Stalker, I said, I was we were looking at a, a hockey DB. And uh, it says you're five eleven, which is a lie. And it said <laughs> one. Bad. I said it said one eighty three. I said about he's about two oh five. Did I not say two oh five? Yeah, he said two oh five. That's correct. I, I, I started off at uh, probably my first year was one eighty three. It was so funny. I think one eighty seven was my first, and my last year was probably one ninety seven. And it took me seven years to put on ten pounds. Like it took me. Seven years to put on 10 pounds. And when I played, I just um, I, I kind of ate well. Back in the day, we drank beer. You know, and I was our, we didn't really know much about dieting, right? Pizza and spaghetti and, and beer was our was our diet. So we didn't really know much <laughs> about it. But I worked my butt off in, in, in the summers, and I could just never put weight on. And it's funny. Your career ends. You can put on 10 pounds in a week. Oh, just yeah. Like that. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah. And now it's trying thing. to keep it off. Yeah. But I, I, it looks like yoga works. I got to get into that because. You look lean and mean. Yeah, well, I'm I'm lean, but I also stop eating all the shit too. So there, you know, you can't you can't uh, you, you can't outwork a bad bad diet, as we all know, right? So you got we got tr- you got to trim up Don't somewhere. But the yoga is where it's at, man. I'll tell you what. What do you got there, Stalker? No what's what's the cocktail? Well, it's a little, you know, it's uh, I'm looks gonna good. Tell you it's looks water. a little fruity. It is. Well, it looks good. So the secret is you put a whole bunch of water, ice in it. And then you sprinkle a whole bunch of vodka in it. And then you put a drop of water and you squeeze some fruit on top. <laughs> so when the ice melts Perfect. and rigs, that's what kinda, I told yeah, yeah. That's all you need. Great presentation. It's good for you. It keeps, it, it keeps everything flowing. I that, think that's so. my yoga. I agree. <laughs> I, that's my drink too. Is uh, vodka water. I changed. I went to that. Perfect. Yeah. Hydrate while you dehydrate. Get, yeah. Hydrate while you dehydrate, man. <laughs> Oh, it's man. like it stunted your growth, though. See? <laughs> hey, I've been this tall since I was in I was in uh, eighth grade, so it's been yeah. stunted for a long, long time, man. Stunted his growth, but he's got the anti-aging serum there. You know, this guy's yeah. creeping on sixty, and he looks like he's twenty-five still. I wish, I wish, man. Oh, buddy. So, has the lockdown affected your work with uh, your broadcasting stuff with RDS? Then, or are you? Uh, well, we're allowed virtually? now. There was a long time where we weren't allowed in the studio. Uh, the league shut down. We tried to do a little bit of TV for a bit, and then we took some time off, and then we reopened back up. Hockey came back, but we weren't allowed in the studio. 
So we've been doing a lot from our basements, pretty much. Um, and actually, my my I'm trying to hide it, but I have a Canadians jersey behind me here with the Bruins. The Bruins is just to get all the Habs fans all crazy. All wound then, up. <laughs> yeah, I got my Flyers one and Rangers one right on the flip side of this. So um, I'm I'm in studio. I do about two days from home. Pretty much, you kind of make up a studio at home, and it's hard. Got to look into your camera and kind of break down something in a hockey game or analysis, or it's just not the same as being with the energy with people, right? And right. then you have yeah, yeah. one day, one day a week now, the last month and a bit, uh, maybe two months, I get to go in a studio. So are, that's are you, fun. Are, are you are you doing French TV right now, or is it, yeah, it, it is, is it French. Is, okay. it is French. Well, they all speak French. And I kind of speak somewhere in the middle. I speak <laughs> like a like a Fringlish, like Fringlish. Uh, just kind of, yeah, somewhere in the middle. Like right. we've always had that. We all have that hockey guy that we played with. Like I when I first started, uh, Pierre Sevigny was his name, and Pierre uh, played a little bit with the Canadians. I don't know if they ever went through the Flyers organization. I think it was in New York. Um, I remember. Like, I remember the name for sure. Yeah. So the there was French, there was English, and then there was Sevigny which is kind of somewhere in the middle. And we've always played with a guy like that, that kind of like, you know, you appreciate them. Yes, his language, you want to learn the other, but really it's kind of stuck in the middle. And that's how I am on TV. Wait, Stalker, I don't think you, you had two trips here in Philadelphia. Well, I say, first of all, you had two, yeah, you had two trips. One yeah. of the Phantoms and you went up to the, with the big boys for the rest of the year and spent time there. But I don't know if Francis Belanger was here when you no. came to pro. Okay. So, no. So all the French guys were, were like, he, you know, he had a tough time with English, but he had never spoken it. So he was right. learning, but the boys were saying his French is just as bad as his English. So, and I'm like, well, how's that possible? Like, you know, but all the guys used to say that his French is just as bad. So I got my, the one French guy I played with in, that was in the Flyers organization. It was in the minors at the time. It was, uh, first I got, I got uh, sent over, uh, I traded from Montreal to Philly. I was in the minors for about a week and then with Philly for the rest of the year. And then my last year pro was with the Phantoms. And the first, uh, I think this was my first time sent down was Francis Lassard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Frankie, or, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. I think, I think that was the year it was, it was crazy. It was, uh, yeah, that was the first year. So um, he was the only French guy that we had on our team, but I remember my first shift Um so I started off in 97, 98, and every team had the minors back then. You guys remember this, but for people listening, you had your first round picks were the, were the uber talented guys. And then you had, so there's like two or three on your team, maybe a second round pick or two that you're hoping could be like those top end talent players that could move up. Then you have a couple of career minor leaguers that help make up the veteran presence on your hockey team. And then you had your third or fourth line or fifth and sixth defensemen that can hardly skate that were complete <laughs> meatheads yeah. that would be, they should all be in prison, like slap shot on every ship. Yeah. So I get, I get traded. Uh, it's my first week in, in the minors and I'm playing with uh, my line mates were, first of all, when guys have nicknames, you know, they're tough. I had stone cold Steve McClellan <laughs> yeah. on my left wing. I had so Jesse cool. Bolaris on my right wing. First of all, two of the toughest guys ever. And then Francis uh, Lassard was, was playing right deep. So at that time, it was a simple, everyone did the simple. It's my first, this is my, 
only like real, real memory of Francis. Uh, Francis. So I'm playing center. I got the jiggle. I forget who was on the lefty. I think it might have been Randy Jones. I completely forget the name. Um, I don't think maybe Slaney because it was the first time there. So, anyways, uh, the puck goes in behind their net. I stop to kind of set up the triangle trap. You know, I'm going to follow their guy, follow the swing. And as I'm standing there and keeping looking where guys are, out of the corner of my eye, Frostless the Sarge comes skating in with no gloves on. And he's chasing <laughs> the guy behind the net. And it's like, what is what just happened? Like it, was, <laughs> it was right a slap shot. The guy goes over the net with the stick like this. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's my right D, just full blown like this. <laughs> and, oh my God. The good old days. Oh my he, God. He was, how he much tape were on Frankie's ankles? Uh, <laughs> a, roll, a full roll, a full roll on, it, on each foot. I never see anything like it. Never see anything oh, like man. it. I played with a guy named Brad Smith. I don't know if you guys remember that name. He was uh, one of the all-time leaders in the American Hockey League for scoring. But he would take two full rolls of black tape on his stick, and he'd do top to bottom, like all the way up, all the way down, the entire stick. It, Come on, it wow. weighed. Oh yeah, I don't know how much it weighed. It was ridiculous, but again, we're going back. Uh, yeah, so the the ultra lights were just coming into the game, you know, and he he had grown up with a heavy stick, and you don't want it to break. And oh yeah, it yeah, was that's true. Just, I didn't think of he was that. adapting to the lightweight sticks. Yeah, yeah, he, different times. He, t- uh, Riles, I know you know, you know who Frankie Lassard is. He he was like Stalker said, Sky was a beauty. One night, it was Rocky Thompson. I think we were playing Hershey. And oh, man. Um, they had put Rocky, he was playing wing and Francis, he, he wasn't on the ice. Billy, I think Billy was still coaching us at the time, Billy Barber, if I'm not mistaken. And Frankie was just, they're going at it. They're talking and, but he's not on the ice. We already got guy. Frankie jumps off and grabs whoever the winger was before the ref got his lineup and threw him off. And Billy's screaming at him and he is turned face. He's got his face this far away from Rocky. And he's just, I don't even know what happened, but then of course they went crazy and toe to toe, but we had a Neil little on stalker and we had a clip from when Frankie remember Rouse, he literally grabbed every single guy on the ice, except for the goalie. Yeah. Let's fought the goalie. Yeah. Frankie was skating around swinging guys are turtling and then he'd go to the next guy it's one of the most unbelievable videos i i mean i remember it i was there but it's just the guy was crazy and he did put a full roll of plastic around each ankle like oh, yeah. his escapes were so <laughs> he old. did his eyelets were an inch apart not even an inch apart his <laughs> so tight. and he never changed his laces he never changed his laces i'm like dude this is at least put new laces in no no and his and when he first came to us i remember he his very first game with the phantoms he came into my stick room and he had one of the you know the sheets you guys would look at the rosters and all that and he's he says who tough who tough <laughs> so he says to me he's pointing yeah. at the team. i don't even remember who we play but who tough i'm like oh that guy's pretty tough and that guy's pretty tough okay <laughs> my first year in the american i got a frankie story to another one but my first year in the american hockey league i'm coming out of canadian university right so actually funny story my first two weeks i got into a fight in philly what i gotta tell you about but in my first couple games they put back then they'd have funny in the bathroom stalls is where they put all the stats because guys are getting yeah yeah right yeah, all the stats yeah. In there. so and yeah they had the lineups and like guys would be like okay i got him you got him i got him and i'm like what is this like i was <laughs> no. i was doing economics like uh, a couple of months ago and like 
in the cafeteria. Now I'm like, through my life. Um, funny uh, Frankie story, sir. I'm just, you can tell I've been stuck in my house up in <laughs> yes, Canada and not talk to any human. So uh, I just, first year pro, coming out of university, and it's a couple weeks into the season. And I'm playing against the Phantoms. I'm with the Hartford Wolfpack. And I'm a center. I had a lot of uh, penalty minutes in junior. It was kind of, uh, I, I started as a rookie in major junior at 19. And it was just a game that uh, I, I fell in love with, but I was a defenseman. So in hockey, as I mentioned, the, the, the breakout before every team did that. It was like, defensemen went here, the two, their best players swung one way and it passed it to the best player on every breakout. That was simple <laughs> hockey. Yeah. So I used to run the guy from a mile away. And then, you know, you'd, one guy would grab you, you'd get a fight. In your second fight, you'd get a, a, a ten, 10 minutes kick out of the game. So I, I'd get a lot of games where, yeah, you know, maybe 20 minutes every now and then. But it's really, it wasn't that much. But at the end of the game, they just want to get guys off. So I had like 400 penalty minutes one year. The numbers were whatever, blown up. But I'm now, like you said, these guys, half the flyers or half the fans organization was in the toilet because they're reading the stats. Because yes. they see it and they see me. Out on the ice, and here's a 5'10, you know, short guy, but taller than D. Um, <laughs> 5'11 in the stats. So. <laughs> but, you know, like, I'm going to whip this guy. So, a guy named Sean McCosh. Oh, yeah. Um, I have it Sean written Mc... down. I have it written down. Go ahead. So, okay. So, I remember this. Uh, it's in my first couple of weeks. And all I remember was um, it's Sean, right? Sean? Yeah, yeah. Sean. So, yep, Kosh, Sean, Sean, yeah, Sean and I. Get, Sean and I get into a, into a, a little fight that's kind of whatever. I mean, I never win, but my losses don't look as bad as they are. You, but it's you just, won. You no, won. The, anyways, no, but I'm saying they, it wasn't bad. But all right. I remember was the first period ended. And what I was told is that he went back to the locker room. It might have even been you when I came back to the fans. But yeah. <laughs> the second period started, he comes up to me off the faceoff and says, we're going. And I'm like, I'm done. Like, what's going on in this league? What is this <laughs> so they they drop the puck with the fight again. And this one goes okay again. So now I'm in the box. Uh, start of second period. Uh, the faceoff is down beside my goalie. And in the old spectrum, the benches are right across the rink. So imagine it's the far, others, like our goalies there, right? So it's the far end, the long change, whatever. I'm in the box. I'm sitting there. I, I always had a routine where I take my elbow pads off and make sure they're okay. And all I hear is the building chanting, Frankie. 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 And I didn't really know much about Frankie Bialois prior to this night. But all I saw him in warm-up was long hair, thing over the nose, like not really doing warm up, but, but doing push ups at yeah. center ice, <laughs> taking slap shots at the board. And I'm going, what's going on? So the two fights against Makash, I'm in the box, and all I heard is the whole building, Frankie, Frankie. And then, of course, the guys in the flyers at your, uh, the, 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 the press box guys there that do the scorekeeper guys, they're like, hey, 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 you look up and I, I i look up and there he is he's tapping on the glass with his <laughs> stick <laughs> like the linesmen aren't even stopping him 
everyone, there's 10 guys waiting for a face-off down there. But no one's touching Frankie. And he's like, you're dead. I'm like, thank the Lord, back then there was no camera in the... In the I, I soiled myself right there. Like, so, anyways, I finally got on the ice. Frankie came after me one chef. Dale Purrington jumped in for me to, like, save me. And, oh, my God. And then oh. I found out later... The, the whole mentality of the Flyers organization, they were kind of giving it to Makosh. You lost to that little guy. You got to do oh, it. So that stalker is 100% oh, right so on. Funny. I can tell you from the other side of it, and I, and I think he's right. I think I, I told him this story once I, I met him and everything. So oh. stalker's playing a game. He's a little shit disturber. We just You can tell, obviously, Riggs. <laughs> just talking to him. But no, seriously, I love this game. But so Kosher was a tough guy and he was, a he was, I call stalker a heavyweight because of who he fought. Like, I mean, he's not a heavyweight, but he was, it's amazing what you were able to do stalker. I hate even pumping your tires, Keep going. Uh, but yeah. I, yeah, I need to, to, so you can be a little taller, but yeah. um, seriously, Kosher didn't, didn't lose a lot of fights. Cause he like stalker said, we had a, we always had a tough team in Philadelphia. So he was fighting guys his size and he was a tough guy. So Stalker, he said he didn't give it to him. He pumped him like we never saw Kosher get beat like that. Like he was just giving, he was giving him rights and laughs and Kosher's head, and he he just couldn't get a hold of Stalker, and, and Stalker gave it to him. So Kosher was losing his mind. And if you know him, if you know Kosher at all, like he's such a competitor, funny as hell, but just like when it's when it's game time, it's game time. So Kosher comes back to the bench and he's all wound up. And I just, I'll never get stalker. I don't know if you remember this much about it. You've been in tons of fights, probably don't remember. But when he asked you to go again, he was so mad. He was like, come on. And he had that look and he was just so mad. It's almost like, dude, you're too mad. It's like, too you're mad. Not, yeah, I don't want to fight almost, that mad. You're, you're almost yeah. too mad right now because I had never seen, Kosh was usually pretty, you know, how you guys do it. I can't, I've never been in that situation, but he was like pulling his elbow pads and he was like, and if he stalker beat him worse, he just pumped him. So, <laughs> He goes in a box, like he said, Frankie came tapping or whatever. So Kasha gets back to the bench, and you know, you're like, he is really gonna be upset. So Stalker jumps into the boards or into the bench here. He goes, I don't think I'll do that again. I didn't go the way I wanted. <laughs> you know, like something like that. And the boys kind of just chuckled and we're like, Who is this little guy? Fucking pounding people. Uh, but thank God you're right, uh, Frankie. You didn't have to mess with him. But oh watching Who's watch watching you play, Stalker, you probably you probably would have stood right in there because you did with other big mutants, as Riles likes to say, the mutants. Oh, who's yeah. the uh, who, who's the toughest one to come to that organization while you were there? Got to be Frank, uh, you know. I mean, with the Phantoms, yeah. I mean, Frankie hurt guys, man. <laughs> like he yeah. back then, you know how it was, uh, Stalker. Like he, Frankie was that guy that he's the nicest guy in the world. Like big teddy bear but on the ice he would get so wound up and it's funny like you said they were calling his name they would do that the people loved him obviously he was a fan he was on billboards in philadelphia how many american hockey league players are on billboards in a big city you know what i mean but uh it would be either animal or frankie frankie and billy barber's coaching you know he's loving and he would tap frankie he'd be like like Frankie just be going, smoke's coming out of his nose. And he's looking back and there's 12 seconds to go in the game. Billy would go 
all right, Frank, get out there, but don't do anything stupid. Oh, yeah, okay. Everyone in there's 17,000 people screaming his name, like, you know, like, but anyway, um, I would say probably with the Phantoms, I saw Frankie just hurt, just hurt people. Yeah. And, and Frankie wouldn't stop either. Like he would, yeah, guy, he's he reckless. Would, I mean, you can look on YouTube or fight all those, those websites, man. And I mean, he would pick guys up and just, I mean, it was ruthless, man. You shit, you'd go so to jail, jail for probably I, now. I, I never got, uh, like Roz, I wanted your take on how you get into a fight. Cause you're talking about guys that get excited about a fight, but I was really nervous because I knew I'd have to fight Frankie sooner or later. Um, and I would come to Hartford and he wasn't dirty about it whatsoever, but I'd been up and down a couple times now. And, and I think I had one with Belak that went all right. Uh, but God bless his soul. Like, yeah, really. yeah. yeah. So, and, and I think I don't want to do it, but you know, our ego trials kind of takes over sometimes. And you're like, I, 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 I want to test, like, if I'm going to do this, I want to do this. So I remember how I shit my pants. Like I, anyway, so I grabbed them and uh, I, I start off kind of in the right-handed stance and I normally switch a lot because I can't hold a guy out because I'm not big and strong enough. So I'd switch hands or whatever, but he was holding me like this and squeezing my arms. And I, I remember getting so nervous and I, when I fight, I'm, Listen, I'll slash you behind the legs. I'll do all the little cheap stuff in a game, but not cheap, just to piss you off. But I, I'm not like stupid dirty. Um, every now and then, whatever, but different times, so I can whatever. But it's just kind of here I am with this guy, and I, I start to panic. I've never really panicked in a in a fight before. I don't really lose my my I don't lose thought process. I'm always pretty calm, but I started to panic because I started getting nervous at the strength of this guy. So what I did was my left hand, I snuck up and he was like, I, I can't believe I'm telling you this, but I tried to choke him. I tried to put my hand around his neck. My thumb was, would have been on the inside of his neck. I couldn't get my hand around his neck. Like I couldn't <laughs> get my hand around his neck. And then he just started, I, I was panicking. I, don't know, I, was, I was nervous. I couldn't get on this. And then I thank the Lord. He threw like six punches and they were like, like in a cartoon one, like zoom, it's like the world would go whack. It was like, I heard the wind. It didn't go much more than this. And then after like six, he kind of just like, okay. He was out of gas. He was out of gas. Yeah, he was. Stalker, they usually, honest to God, if he didn't hit you in the first one or two, it was usually the third or fourth. And it was lights out for most guys. But he would tire quickly, obviously, because he just went just crazy when he fought. Coach, you ever lose it? And uh, you ever lose it? Like, do you ever remember getting into some where you're super calm and others where you look back and you're like, oh, man, I'm mad at myself for getting too carried away prior to it? You know, that's a good question. I, I always thought that I was pretty calm going into it. <clears throat> um, obviously, worked myself up, like, you know, to get into the fight. But I, I, I never fought mad. I never fought, like, you know, I never really got overly uh, engaged emotionally. But uh, certainly... Certainly when I was fighting a guy like Donald Brashear or George the Rock or some of these like, you know, super heavyweights, uh, Mike, I, I was <laughs> I, I, I was a little more in my head. Like, you know, what's the strategy? You know, I could, you know, I was kind of like you, you know, fighting guys more my, my size with just like punches and bunches and just like throw and just like, you know, kind of be open. But when you fight guys like that, like you said, with Belak and, and, and you know, Brash and he'd, he'd, just, he'd grab on you and pull you, you know, so the strategy was different. So um, but I don't remember ever really, you know, 
getting overly worked up or, um, you know, certainly not angry. I, I don't, I can't remember really ever fighting angry. You seemed angry. Oh you yeah. I was, angry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I was, you know, play, playing the role. I was like, <laughs> I, I learned pretty quickly that if you, if you, yeah. if you act crazy and you get in people's faces, most people don't want to deal with it. Right. So like a lot of it, it was just like calling people's bluff more than anything. Obviously I knew I had to fight the, you know, the legit heavyweights, but yeah. like the, the, the middleweights are like, you know, guys, most guys don't want to deal with it, especially if you like act uber crazy. But no, it was more just like me, just kind of like just learning psychology, you know, one-on-one, you know, a little bit of fear. Um, but, um, but no, I was never really, uh, you know, going to these fights angry and, um, but well, when I saw you fight, what was me when I, the amount of tape you had on one of your wrists and that would me would tell me how tough the guy is. I was always like, <laughs> I, and like, I always went by the more tape he had on his wrist, <laughs> the, the tougher he was. Oh, um, like, funny. I always thought I could play, so I had I wanted to have my dangle yeah. wrist, right? Yeah, the dangles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had the dangles. Um, so I, but then you, you had you had some big tape on your left hand. I remember for sure. Could have been injury, whatever, to keep your wrist solid. But you, you're you're stuck in that world where you are bigger than me. But you had to fight. You said the super heavyweights. Like it's people don't understand that there's different levels. It's like you know, in boxing it goes by what every five to eight pounds. Yeah, right. In, in in hockey, it goes by you're on the ice, and so was that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. You um, got him, Tiger. I, yeah, you stalker. We always talk about this, like you know, I, I, Riles was fighting those guys. I mean, you were doing the same damn thing, man. And and Riles actually has a little bit of height on you, <laughs> a little height on you, and he had some weight on you too, but. Like, you know, it's going fat. back to the P fat, I was the Burger King stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, but, but honestly though, stalker, like, I mean, the, the guys you were fighting, it's, it's insane to, um, of course I've seen all your, I mean, basically all your fights, but, uh, it was, it, it was crazy. Like both of you two knuckleheads fighting those guys, like, man, I just can't even imagine, but you did seem to stay calm a lot. Uh, stalker when you're fighting my favorite was the wave. How, how, how did the wave start? How did the wave start? In Boston, you know what's there. Funny, it actually started. It happened in Philly once. Um, it was kind. I don't know. You we get punched in the head, adrenaline. <laughs> um, you oh. do like I. I. I'm. I like being a moron off the ice. We all have fun. Like this is what we do on the ice. I like getting you know playing that role and being the instigator and having fun and you know having to be that whatever, but. I would always shake my head at the guy that was the goofball that did the extra stuff that you just want to be like, I want to punch that guy in the head. Um, my first or second game in the American Hockey League, I fought a guy named Mark Major. And, oh, I remember Major. I, I, remember I don't know how it started. I don't know what happened. I, again, I'm coming out of college and I just, it happened. And don't ask me why. I raised the roof. I don't even know what that was at the time. Like, I don't even know why I did it. I, and that's the last thing I would ever do. And I'm like, I'm like what? We got to uh, find footage of that, man, somehow. Oh, I'm so, like, I think back at it. And then, like, the wave, I did that once. And then uh, the wave thing was, um, I think we were in Philly. Uh, and I think it was just, again, the crowd, I hated playing for the Flyers because our fourth line would go on and they, like, it's the one rink that gets it. But the music guy, the DJ, and the fans just get it. 
They're playing whatever music during the game. Out comes, you know, Riley Cote in the fourth line, ACDC. Like, you wanted to have a quiet shift, but now it's like, antagonizing. I know. It's like, oh, man. And you look at, as you said, we were going to have a quiet shift against their super heavyweights, and we were just going to let it all go. But then they, everyone's just watching the game. Juice up the fans. And then, yeah. The fans are all jacked up, and now you're like, oh, man. Um, it was just, oh, man, the Flyers rink was just, oh, it was just well, good times. But I was the one rink that really got it. Yeah, but, but you know what, man? It, it's like. <clears throat> sorry, sorry. The wave, the wave. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So um, after one of them, I, I'm still so like, you know, hey. And I started like, <laughs> the, fans were all, the fans were all going crazy about, you know, whatever, because they were all still ripping and roaring. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's never it was never a disrespectful right moment. right it was like i love it's like that gladiator moment you know right, like right. 15 20,000 are like cheering for yeah the, a, you're, you're so pumped and it's harder well you guys know you're but for people listening that energy that you just are alive after that moment a yeah. you you survived the moment and this you're like you're like this you're like on, <laughs> yeah and it's like Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> and then uh, I did Boston. Oh, I did it another funny. time, and they thought it was. Uh, oh, they the loved fans. it. It was awesome. I, I, I mean, it was awesome. I, I so loved calm it. too. It just and, like, and, like, I know. I, we, I was watching. I was showing um, uh, my son Elvis uh, your fight against Jimmy Vandermeer because we we talked oh, yeah. to Pistol yesterday. So I was showing him that fight. Oh, what a fight, man! Jesus, both yeah. you two just just pounded each other, but. Uh, at the end, you know, so you, 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 oh my yeah. God, I know. But, you know, Stalker gives the, the wave and, and the place is just going, you could have lost too. And if you get up yeah. wave that play, there was not one person sitting down and, and you, you know, you were a fan favorite. I remember the, yeah, they had t-shirts and everything for you, man. You're, you're a rock star in Boston, man. It was fun. It was, uh, it was a great time. I think I was really lucky. As I mentioned, the four teams that I played with uh, Flyers, Rangers, Montreal, and, Boston, you know, not long in Philly or, or in Montreal, but um, they're all blue collar cities. As much as you know, you know, New York's you know a money city, and Boston's kind of a money city. The real, the real sports towns, Philadelphia's, you know, they're all real. Montreal's a little different, but of the American cities, they're blue collar, and they just they love that. Uh, you know, it's the movie with Mark Wahlberg in uh, where he plays uh, the football player. Um, yeah, Papali. Papali. There's yeah. Papali, you know, Invincible. It's just Invincible, kind of, yeah. it just kind of shows you the, we used to go out, we, we played in Philly and we could go to any downtown bar, but we'd go to these little Irish bars in like yep. South Philly and stuff. Like we just loved the people and they were the people that were the fans. Right. And they appreciated that. 100%. They, they, they liked the goal scorers. But they didn't always understand the goal scorers, but they could be Riley or they could be Derek yourself or me because they're, they're blue-collar guys that appreciate it. They just want to see you go out there, do whatever you can for the jersey, kick some ass, have fun, try and win, but leave it all out there. That's it. Um, and, and that's kind of where I, I fell in love with those cities and the fans, and that's yeah. where some of that stuff went to. Yeah, it was, it was, all, it was awesome. And like you said, I, I never looked at it as, well, and then I met you and everything. Obviously, I knew you, but never look like you weren't showing anyone up. It's just, you know, saluting 
the crowd because they loved you for one, you know, and it's always nice to see guys when they're jacked up too. like Riles, there's a few times where you had some really good tilts and you, you know, you're just like, oh, let's go. I used to just love that. I shit, wish I would have done it more looking back at it. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. like, I was just so like reserved and like, you know, I was, I was always kind of trained by my parents to just like, not, you know, not be flamboyant with that kind of stuff. I, I wish I would have though, you know, seeing some of the stuff, but you know, I just, I think it was more just a respect thing. I didn't, you know, when, win, lose or draw, I was just kind of like, did my, did my work. I'm just going to go and <laughs> go and rest. You know, I wasn't yeah. like, showing anybody. The, hard, the hardest thing was like one night, um, again, I did it against Eric Bolton one night in, in Boston uh, for a couple of fights, but it just happened that particular one. I don't know why it happened, but the media created it into something that, you know, it just, it was one of those things. And then, you know, now, now I had to do it. It almost yeah, became yeah. part of it. And as you mentioned, there's one night Rob Ray kicked the shit out of me and like, he, he broke my face and I'm like, they're all chatting and looking at me. And I'm like, I don't want to wave. I just want to go high. Like, just can everyone stop looking at me, please? Yeah. And, and I, I give one of these. Hey. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, ah! They they appreciate honestly not to be cheesy, but they appreciate what you did, man. Yeah, Yeah. it it, it really it's the truth though. Like like you know you you guys are what you did is the hardest thing to do, I think. And you're always the 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 favorite guy usually in the locker room, and definitely the fans. Like you know, so you know even like you said, win, lose or draw, man. They're they're still standing up cheering for you because you. You're you're battling. Showed up. You're battling, yeah, for your team, yeah. and uh, that's that's the part I love that too, man. It's it's awesome. We had some good ones. There was one night, and there's some like there's some other nights where um, I'm playing in with Philly and Turner Stevenson. I think I fought him three times that year. And Turner's not a guy that fights a lot, but he's just a big, strong, big dude. dude. Yeah, big man, big dude, and he just just like I think back of like doing that stuff and you know a like i whenever i did it it was kind of in that type of way but you hear sometimes your own radio or tv producer guy or not analyst saying i probably wouldn't do that or i shouldn't do that and that kind of digs a little bit at you and in my head i'm like i'm trying to fight a guy that's uh you know seven feet tall and and gonna kick the snot out of me and i'm you know riley you know we do it for a reason whether it's retribution you know, instigate something on instigate. It's never really instigate, but it's kind of like get the fans going, your players going, prevent something else from happening, retribution for hitting another player. There's all different reasons why it used to happen, and not everyone really gets it. Not everyone gets the pre or the post fight either. So I hope that, as you guys said, everyone kind of understood it. But there's some times, and you know, uh, I think back to fighting in Philly, um, right in front of the bench, and. You know, I have once I'm fighting, I think it was Colin White, Turner Stevenson, sorry, uh, and Marty Berger's around, and Bobby Robinson's the coach and her assistant coach at that time. And these are two guys that I idolize and even I'm playing against. And they're both just telling, you know, Turner to kick my ass and just like, I'm like, these are my <laughs> like, like Marty Bruder, Bobby Grace, of all time, statistically. And then there's, you know, Larry Robinson, just Larry Robinson, a kid in Montreal. Yeah. Know, Big Larry, kick his fucking ass! Kick his ass! Dead. He's a piece of shit. Get rid of him. I'm, like, I'm enough as it is mentally to try and do this. 
I got my TV guy getting mad at me for waving to someone else. Here I got uh, just some of those things all come. Oh, the pressures, oh my eh? God, man. Oh, man. That's uh, yeah. no, I, fun oh, life. Fun Larry. life. Larry Robinson. I can imagine him. Oh, God. I've never heard a bad word. Someone say a bad word about that man. I heard he's just, I don't really know him. I met him, but I heard he's just an unbelievable man. Yeah. Larry yeah, Robinson. He is. But. <clears throat> Uh, what was I going to ask you, Stalker? Uh, oh, so we've 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 had Neil Little on. We talked about the the goalie jump. You remember, obviously, you were there. Uh, but I told I told a few people. I don't know if you remember this, and if I'm wrong, correct me. But I'm I know I'm not wrong. Just so you know. So the first fight happens, all the shit goes down. So I mean, you remember it took twenty to thirty minutes to sort it out because it was fight. It, it wasn't was the first shit. fight. It was it was a ridiculous. It was like the whole, I think what's his name? Uh, McGratton fought three times against uh, the Vandermeers. They the both Vandermeers. of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of them got a, one of them got a leg crack. Jimmy got a leg Jimmy crack. Jimmy did, and he just yeah. stood there and was getting fed. And he was shaking yeah. his legs trying to get him. But going. he was fighting on the. <laughs> oh my God. The, so the, the next, yeah. Oh, uh, so anyway, just just a God, what a shit show. But anyway, uh. So finally, it's almost ready to go, and, and Johnny Stevens puts the next five out, and you're you're there, and then you had a cage on because you had been injured. Yeah. But I'll never forget, you were like, Johnny was saying something to you guys. I don't even know what he was saying, but I was kind of usually over where the sticks are, but I was everybody was wound up. Everybody's standing yeah. up, so I was just kind of listening, and, you're, and I'll never forget, you look back at the bench, you're like, watch this. And the, the, the line, he drops a puck and Stalker just skates right to the goal. <laughs> Runs the goal, fucker. Here we go again, man. And I was like, this guy's not, this is the greatest well, thing ever, man. How it started. So how it actually started was another one, man. Uh, goalie for the big and rest of soul. He's another Ray, one that passed. Ray. Ray Emery. Ray Emery grabbed Mike Peluso, who was one of our top goal scorers at that time. We had an offensive line out there. And uh, he just started beating the snot out of Mike Peluso. And then everyone started fighting in. And as you guys had Litz, Litz comes down, jumps over the party. And I'm like, by the time they break it all down, and they had some tough guys out there, and one of our best players just got fed. And I have my cage on. And I'm like, you, you guys want to play that way? We'll fucking play that way. I'm on the bench with my cage on. And I'm like, we still had Chief on the bench. Oh, yeah. We had... Uh, we had cheap. We had, um, geez, my old roommate from Boston, um, Mark, uh, Mark, 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 Mark Murphy, Murphy, Kirby Law, Kirby Law, few tough guys, man. I, I, yeah, and I'm like, you guys are coming with me. You guys are coming with me. Um, Johnny's like, John Stevens, the coach. He's like, yeah, oh, PJ. And I'm like, I got this, Johnny. I got this, Johnny. And he's like, no, you you don't have this. And I'm like, you guys are coming on the ice with me, and this is what's going to happen. They're not doing this in our building to our star player, or one of them anyway. Yeah. So, anyways, I think Chief stayed on the bench, if I he remember. He did for that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Because he wanted to go, and Johnny goes, I need yeah. you for the next the next round. Yes, the next one. So, what happens is, yeah, they drop the puck, and here, such a moron with my cage on, and I'm like, hey. Full <laughs> sprint. <laughs> but if the we, goalie had gone to the yeah, it, but it wasn't Ray in that. Thank God, no, it wasn't Ray in that. <laughs> he yeah, really been tossed. I would I would have tripped on the way because Ray was Whoops. a tough man. <laughs> yes, he was. So yeah, that was uh, oh, yeah. I, that that was, was a great time. That was a great Good, time. Different times. Different. 
very different. And then the, the funny thing about the third round when Chief did get out there, Brookbank was left. One of the Brookbank brothers, because there were two of them. One actually made it up, played a, a little bit in the NHL. And I, I think the other one didn't. But any, either way, they were. I guess they were both kind of tough. And Ben Stafford ended up sure. with Brookbank. But yeah. Brook, Brookbank was up against the glass, and he was watching Chiefs every move. Well, oh, Chiefs got this year little European. I think it was a Finn. Can't remember his name to save my life. But Chiefs got him down, and he's pounding this guy. And Brookbank's watching because I know you know he thinks Chief's coming. Oh, and sure. while yeah. while he's looking, Ducky just sneaks him with one right in the teeth. I oh, mean, yeah? right. Oh yeah, it was in the guys were going crazy because you know he was kind of tossing Ducky around a little bit, uh, Ben Stafford. But he was so worried about Chief that Chief did not get off that guy till they basically came and took him off of him. Because he's like, you don't do that shit, you know, like like Stalker said, that ain't happening. So. Anyway, which, it was which is crazy, kind of, you know. On on, it's kind of like it's it's. I don't want to commandeer this, but that kind of is where the crazy week of hockey that you're we're kind of in right now. Right. Yep. You right. know. Yep. That's kind of. So so soccer. You and I were texting yesterday, and what, what did you what did you think about about Wilson the Panarin part? You well, okay I, with I think that? the Panera part. Well, I think it's. Let's just give the context for people that haven't seen it quickly. Uh, Washington goalie makes a save. Uh, New York Ranger kind of digs at the rebound. Wilson grabs him, like puts him to the ground, gives him a shot. It looks like to the back, to the neck, to wherever the head. I don't know. Um, and then as he's doing that, another player jumps on Wilson's back. A Ranger player, a Washington player, then takes him off. And then another ranger jumps on him, and it's Panarin. Um, and then Wilson stands up. And if you watch the video, Wilson stands up, and Panarin's legs are in the air as yeah. he stands up. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, what happened next is you're in that moment. Um, you're what he did was he grabbed, he punched Panarin once, helmet fell off, and threw him to the ground. And if you watch the video, if anyone grabs me, the first thing I do is wide stance and get myself like this because I've been in this a million times. Right, right. yeah. <clears throat> Panera, and really, people say he's slew foot. People say he pulled his hair. People say, from what I got, it's this and I'll throw him to the ground. That's kind of, I've been in a million of those. Um, his helmet only came off as he did it. And one punch shore the ground. And the optics are so bad. But it's a guy that knows what he's doing. He's so much bigger, so much stronger. And I understand what happened. I can't, and I know where you are and a lot of people are with the optics of it and the guy that did it that has a terrible reputation in the last so long. I don't know if his reputation is deserved as much as we look at him like, like he's a zebra compared to a bunch of horses because there's no one left like him in the league. There's yeah. maybe Ryan Reeves, you know. So, yeah. you, you know, if Riles is on the ice, that might not happen. He might oh, yeah. not do right. well. And I, think I know what you mean. He, yeah. get, he gets away with so much and thinks he, he can play the game a certain way because he's a first round pick, plays on the first line, second line, and plays against players that don't expect that to happen. Exactly. So he, he hits a lot of guys in the trolley tracks. He hits a lot of guys that seem late. It, it, it 
it's on the edge. It's on that line. Um, but because we have not a lot to compare it to, we automatically think that what he's doing is so wrong. It's so wrong in today's game because it just doesn't happen anymore. And we think that it's completely illegal. I, I'm kind of lost on, I hate seeing anyone get hurt. Um, I, I don't like the optics of how Panarin falls to the ice. It could hit, can hit his head. Right. But if Panarin doesn't jump, and this is what, why we love sports. We're talking about sticking up for each other. Yeah. That whole play happens because it's a domino effect of players sticking up for each other. And the math was Panarin got stuck with the wrong guy. Wilson jumps in to protect his goalie. One player jumps in to get on Wilson, protect Bushnevitz, hits the goalie. Wilson grabs Bushnevitz, punches him. Player X jumps on top of Wilson. Capital pulls him off. Next guy's Panarin. You're now in there. Once you agree to go in, you're kind of in. Now, do you want me to stop because it's Panarin? Do we think that there's two sets of rules? Yeah, there are two sets of rules. We all know there's two sets of rules. But he did not punch him with his glove off. Um, I think he just manhandled someone that did not have a clue what he was doing. Right. And I don't think there's a penalty for it. They could have fined. There's, sorry, it's not worth the suspension. And I think where the NHL is in trouble with this and the PA tries to protect a lot of times um, the, the, the offending player are not always the victims. I don't think the fine with players making millions of dollars, it's not really a deterrent. Yeah. If I knew if I touched Derek, if I touched D, coach was going to kick the snot out of me, that's a physical thing that I'd think twice about touching. Right. But if, if we don't have that in the game anymore, but if I knew that if I hit you, I'd lose $100,000. I think about it a little different. If I hit you knowing that it cost me $5,000 and you might be out for a couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah. I can do it. For sure. Well, right. Like, it's like you said, Riley, you know, like he's King Kong out there. Cause like yeah. PJ, you said it too. Like who's going to do anything. And who's going to do anything. There's no one out there. Like when hey, that all went down, he knew whoever was coming after him wasn't that tough. You know, and he took advantage of it. I mean, it was, he's, he's playing the game hard. I mean, uh, I, I think, it, yeah, you, you're, you're right. You know, um, I, I've watched it s several times and um, I, I don't think it was like, I don't think it was intentionally trying to hurt anybody. Like, I don't think it was as bad as people are making it seem. I, I don't think it was necessarily um, you know, necessary knowing that, you know, again, it's like I, you, you said, like if someone's coming after you in your fight stance, like it's like, you know, kill or be killed. But, you know, it's, it's a little bit different era now than it was like, you know, 15 years ago, where it's like <laughs> that could be several guys coming in that scrum and you're like, you know, you're, you're legitimately threatened, um, you know, knowing that it's Panera and after the fact, you know, he's probably in the moment, grab him, get him out of the way. And uh, yeah, well, and, yeah. And you know what? I respect your guys opinion and all the other guys that uh, used to play it, it the only point i was to me as a fan and, and watching it and being around hockey for so long was that i didn't know i thought his helmet was already off but either way i just thought tom wilson knew who it was and he could have embarrassed him enough but to pick him up steeg or christopher steeg said yesterday i saw a thing he posted like another inch and a half if if he lands that force on his head He's in trouble, man. Like he's in big trouble yeah. there. And, so and I, but I know what, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And I agree with you guys because you guys played the game. I I, I didn't. But, but it, to me, I just things. felt. Yeah. The two things. Why is he the guy that has to do that? When, why, if I saw Panarin with Wilson and I'm a capital, 
I am getting in there as fast as I possibly can. <laughs> right. Where's yeah. his line mates? Like his yeah, teammates were his all kind of watching it. They were kind of wrestling, kind of watching at the same time. Right. Okay, that's one thing. And the second thing is it's a one-punch judo throw. The helmet came off just before he throws it. Right. And I know, mm-hmm. and, and I know, yeah, he could have happened. But these are the risks. So there's two things to argue that. A, that's true too. Yeah. A, the league has a, a there's four referees out there. And if you want that stuff, I we used to hate rows when someone the rep lines were doing our dance or and the referees would come in and break it up. Right. They they could have broke that up pretty quickly if they wanted. Like you can you like there's then the next night you have uh, Crosby and Connecting going at it and, and it's kind of you're letting them do it. You're letting Yeah, it was like a dog and pony show there. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of just you grab them both and say both do another move, you're done. Like whatever. It's just kind of there's four refs. Uh, and the linesmen are the ones that often have to do the dirty work. We got two referees out there too, that if you want to end it and just kind of, yeah. if it's the safety, if it's the safety we're looking at, I'm just now jumping on Derek's side a little. It's kind of, I understand the amount of time from the Panarin jumping on him, being thrown on the ground is seconds, like, like seconds. And yeah. you're, you're in that mentality of like, where's it coming from? And you like, yeah. you like, you know, I don't want to use the term kill to be killed because I hate that, but I'm just, you know, another yeah. one or, you know, but it's, it's kind of like in that. And he's, he's the big dog. Yeah. He's the big dog. And again, we're, you know, Riles with his yoga, he's past all that, you know, but, and I'm past all that. We don't want to see it, but we can't also forget why it just happened. It, it's in, we don't want to see people getting hurt because we know all, you know, the long-term ramifications of the hits to the head and all that. So I understand it and I don't like the optics of it, but I also understand why it just happened. And another way to prevent it from happening is to have Panarin not jump on Wilson's back. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he, yeah, you're right. And, and, and or carry a little toughness. Well, jo- Joffrey Lupel said yesterday, I don't know if you saw, but he, I think he tweeted or, or said it somewhere, but, uh, He's like, maybe the Rangers should look at their lineup and, you know, maybe have someone there that's that can stand up for their players. And I know they have uh, as Brendan Smith, right? Brendan but he's Smith, not, yeah. he's, he did, he's he ended up fighting, league. he ended up fighting him, uh, you know, yeah. tonight. tonight. Well, he, he, well, he jumped, he jumped, he he jumped him. Jumped yeah, him. yeah. Well, and I they, mean, I guess yeah. he's the only guy they really have that could even try. You know, but no. like I, yeah. I think we had talked about it, Stalker, earlier when I talked to you, um, Craig Ruby. What and and again, this is years ago, but he used to tell guys, Bill Purinton was one. They were in New York, and I'll never forget the story. It's so funny when Chief tells it, of course. But he said that Purinton was running around like a donkey, and he went over to Brian Leach, and he said, "If you if this guy doesn't stop, I'm going to grab Sergey Zubov and I'm going to beat the, the crap out of him." And yeah. He ended up doing it. He ended up beating Zuby up, Zubov up. And it was funny because a couple of years later, uh, what's his, uh, the uh, Gonchar was teammates with Chief in Washington. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he called him Chef, Chef. He always called him Chef. He didn't say Chief. He says, Chief always says that he called me Chef. But he says, Chef, uh, what did you, you know, what did you do to uh, Zubov? Because when he came in and I was talking to him, he was like, he was like, that guy, I'm scared that like that guy beat me up. And, and so he told, you know, he told uh, Gonchar what happened and it's like, holy cow, man. But, but that's what I was going to say. Like, obviously it's a different day and age, but then again, we just had a three on three 
So is it a different age? It is, but it's, I don't know, man. And the funny thing out of this entire, so why the world is so upset right now and because they're all looking at what just happened, the guy that did it, his history, and the league's ruling, and the league's ruling was a $5,000 fine. As I said, that's the biggest issue with this. That's the max they can find. So is the, the punch to the head, which was the shoulder, that's what they find him on. They give him five. They punch a lot. It happens every night. But yeah, oh, because sure. of his, yeah. gets a $5,000 fine. The, the wrestling with Panarin, you know, and I, I know Steger is, is saying he could have hit his head, you know. Um, yeah. Listen. He could have. He jumped on a guy's. He jumped on the toughest guys in the league. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like it's and but yeah, he didn't. But I understand the what ifs could have happened. And but this is kind of what we go to. And then no one liked what the league. No one. Lots of people didn't like the league's decision. But they're like trying to argue. Like we gave him fourteen minutes and penalties for that play. Like uh, I didn't. We didn't think it was suspendable. So then tonight they or tonight they have. They have the rematch, and what happens? Well, Rangers decide they didn't like. First of all, first of all, the day between the games, the not the ownership, but the president and the general manager, and I don't know if the ownership was involved, decide to put out a statement and say that George Powers is incapable of his job. Uh, and you think they got fired because of that? Because they I got know, fired today. Yeah, their their owner Dolan is very. Listen, they just also got a mathematically eliminated. Um, I, I think it has to do with a lot and because I think they're going to be fined maybe half a million dollars. And I think this might lessen the blow, but right. I don't know if that, I don't know if that does. I don't know if you can put out a statement calling out a, a, someone in the league's position without having the owners. Okay. On it. Right. You know, yeah. that, that's well, what that's so, a good point, yeah. so they, they, they lose their job. Wilson gets fined $5,000. Panarin's hurt. President and GM are, are fired. Tonight's game, uh, Bushnevich, um, the game, they all fight, a couple fights over the game. Bushnevich then cross checks Anthony Mantha in the face, and he's going to get suspended. Oh, yeah. Out of everything that happened, mm-hmm. and all the haters hate, and whatever you, and I said, I was arguing with something, two wrongs don't make a right. Like, okay, he was wrong. The, league's, the league gave him what he thought was the right punishment. Okay. Fix it how you want. They all fought off the opening face-off. I don't know why you're fighting everybody else. Fight Wilson if you have an issue with it. Yeah, right? Right, they yeah. all fought everybody. They all fought everybody else. Have three guys jump on Wilson. If yeah, that's what right, yeah. That, that be, might be the only chance they have. Yeah. Like that big monster. But instead, you all have everybody fighting, and then you got guys that aren't normally in that role because it escalates and escalates. And and Mishnevich cross checks a guy in the face tonight at Dimatha, and he's he has to get two games. Oh, yeah. I think. I, I, probably the rest of the season, which is yep. I think two. So and and at the end of it, yeah. Who's the yeah, winner? At all? It, who's the winner? Yeah. Who's yeah. the winner? It's just so it's unfortunate. It's you know it's one of those moments that uh, people all hate, but everyone turns in to watch. That's the truth, too. Yeah, you that's... know, if 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 there's uh, eighteen thousand people there, not one's in their seat, and that's no. that's the thing, you know, like. Then it always goes like, back to the conversation of, around why why teams either carry or don't carry toughness, right? I mean, it's like okay, sure. well, maybe maybe that toughness wouldn't have been on the ice in that moment against Tom Wilson, but you might have thought about it. You know, what I mean, there's always that you know the back of your mind, or it's like, what if I act like this? Well, what do I have to 
what do I have to answer to? You know what I mean? It's like there's there's that hidden hidden fear or that hidden accountability where he knows. I mean, he, every team he plays against, he knows he can skate around, kill guys, do whatever he wants, and if, if someone's crazy enough to go after him, you, you know he's gonna he's gonna mollywop him. And you know, hey, hey, you know what I just thought of too, boys is there's a big guy out there with him too, number thirty. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there are yeah. many guys that want to fight with him either. I mean, well, I was going to say the that's why Bruins had that toughness for so long. Yeah, the Bruins had it right. Yeah. And you look at you look at Vegas right now. Who's the top team out west or whatever division they're all in right now? Yeah, whatever right. Vegas Vegas is leading their division right now, and and they're Ryan Reeves. Yeah, yep. They have their Ryan Reeves, and they, players players on Vegas uh, said that that would not happen against our team. And I forget who said it. Hundred percent. That would not happen on our te- to our team because we have Ryan Reeves. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. It's 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 and so blatantly you, obvious. You know, you can't, you can't drift away from that too far. You right. know, we I know, get Broads and bullies are gone, but it's like you know, there's still that element. It's still such an emotional game. I think this year more than than the last five years has been more. There's more more fisticuffs and maybe it's maybe it's COVID and everyone's just you know just 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 a little bit ornery, but. Um, you got to protect your guys, you know, you yeah. got to, I mean, cause now you, now you have this, this can of worms open and um, you know, all the anti-fighters, you know, they, they, they want to, they, they want to sprinkle their opinion in it. But I think that that, that specific moment pretty much magnifies um, the issues and why, why there's ever fighters in the first place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and, and there's people from all outside of sports because everyone has a voice now. And right. I'm not saying yours, mine, or Derek's is, is is right or righter than anybody else's. But today, anyone that has a blog, a blog, a YouTube, uh, a Twitter, uh, the tweets, uh, Insta, everyone has a voice. And everyone, it's 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 not often you go to a restaurant and you're going to leave the restaurant writing a good review. You'll leave when you're mad and not happy. And you're that's when you're going to tweet something <laughs> yeah. or write yeah. something. Right. And, and you find that when when there's these incidents that happen right now that it's so many more of the naysayers that are giving their, this is terrible. This is whatever, but you know, it's like that in all walks. Like it's, it's archaic. And I understand it because of all the science, the head injuries, and I don't wish it on anything, but it's 285 square feet guys with sticks swinging them at each other. You know, there was a play the other night, slap shot coming from the point and uh, PK Subban cross check someone from the, it was a slap shot coming. PK uh, Taylor Hall, the Taylor Hall was in Buffalo. Um, so prior to the trade, uh, Jersey, no, who was it? Uh, yeah, Jersey's playing Buffalo. Um, shot from a point. PK Subban cross checks Taylor Hall, like every defenseman does on every play. And Taylor Hall finds oh, falls yeah. face first into a, in a, in a slap shot. Mm-hmm. Like it, the intent is not there, but right. the intent is there. Like it, this could happen. He could fall and hit his head. This yeah. can all like these are all things that that could happen. So, but in baseball, man, you 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 do something to a player. What's your pitcher doing next? He's hitting them. Yeah, right. He's throwing. He's throwing high heat. You know, yeah, it's hundred percent basketball. Basketball, you do something, you better have your head up because they're setting. Uh, you know, they're setting a pick on you. Yeah, pretty hard. There, gonna, yep. There's a hard foul. You know, so it kind of happens everywhere. Um, you know, but it's it's it's. I just hate the optics when there is a potential injury, and I understand right. it, but I also. It's that sensitive. We're in such a PC world now that we got to also got to watch how we dance around everything. Well, that's true too. And and you know what, you guys, like I said, I I respect your guys' opinions on it and guys that played the game. You know, I just, 
like I said, I just thought he didn't have to slam him like that. I thought he could have embarrassed him, ragdolled him, you know, like he, like you said, his feet were dangling when he, when he turned, yeah. but, but, but I get what you're saying. And I've never been in that position. Like you both have um, where, you know, maybe he didn't know it was Panarin on his back when he, when he did it. Like you said, you got people coming at you. Um, it, it's a, it's a tough thing, but that, that was, that was my point about the and whole thing. I'm a- and I'm an ex-Ranger, and I love the Rangers, and I get friends right. in the Rangers organization. I'm just – I can't say it through any other way besides – like, if you look at Panarin, it, it's unfortunate because he just doesn't know what he's doing in that moment. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're kind of stuck because, you know, you just picked on the, the biggest, yeah. baddest bully in the <laughs> yard. Yeah. And he didn't know how to – if he opens his legs, if he opens his legs, he doesn't fall. Instead, he stands there straight. If you stand there straight leg, and I push you like this, you're falling over. Yeah, right. Now, on, on, you have skates on, and you have a, a guy that's 60 pounds more than you that goes. <clears throat> so, uh, anyway, I feel bad, yeah. but we can go on all night. Like, the yeah. only good news is he's, he's okay, he's okay yeah. and we're both taller than nasty. <laughs> There's a slide. Right, Riley is. You're, you're, you might be half an Actually, hold on. Stay there. I got like this. I had this. <laughs> I, I had this statue, life-size statue made of you. I actually, I own it around. MVP in my league. That, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Look at that stance. It's, it's, it's your, I'm going to put a, I'm going to paint it green now. You got it. It's life-size. Put it up, put it underneath the mushroom. It's in your yard. It's life-size. It's a gnome, oh. man. It's a gnome. <laughs> I'm going to oh, paint God. it green now. You are an asshole. Oh. I was pump, pumping your tires. He's I, it it I love it, man. I love it. Oh man. But you know what? Um, Stalker, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like Riles and I said yesterday, I'd have that guy on my team any day of the all week. Day. All day. All day. I'd have him on my team, man. He's a, Brad he's Marchand. A, yeah. He's, yeah. He's Brad See? Marchand. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of guys in the league that are a little bit like that, but they're, he's a first round pick. Like he's a first round pick. Yeah. You know, you look at, you know, was unbelievable for the cups and caps or making their Stanley cup run. Um, yeah. He adds an element that he just gets caught in that no man's land. He's thrown some hits in the last couple of years that are, oh, and I think they just punish him because he hits so hard. Yeah. He does hit hard. And one of the things that we don't, we, and I for kids that went through hockey and they go through the contact and all they do is they, they teach kids about how to give hits. They don't teach people how to take hits. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing or how to avoid hits or how to not put yourself in a position where you can be hit. You know, I remember watching, you know, my favorite player growing up when I was younger was Chris Chelly. That's funny. As my favorite player growing up, I played against him. Then I retired and 10 years later, he was still playing. Um, <laughs> that's a machine, man. But he played and was he ever hurt? Did you ever see that's, him go into a, a good, corner a or point. put himself in a position to, besides the time Hex, Hex he came over and gave him a little blocker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the blocker yeah, action. Yeah. But besides no, that, point. you know, so it's kind of – I'm not saying what anything he does is good or bad, but he's like he's an anomaly in the game today. Right. And, and that's kind of where we're stuck. And there's a lot of hate because the game's going more this way. And you have one guy that's still stuck way over there that looks completely out of place. So, yeah, anyways. we 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 we've talked about a little bit. Like, I think um, even analytically or, or looking at the numbers, fighting has come back a little more 
now. And that could be, I think Ross said, you know, they're playing these little series. I don't know if you want to call them series, but they're playing yeah, teams playoffs, two, playoff two, series, two yeah. and three times in a row. And, you know, you kind of get sick of probably, you know, yeah. guys, it's almost like being in the playoffs and you know how that, what that's all about, but uh, maybe that has something to do with it. But I, I think that you're seeing, um, it's just my opinion that this, the role is still needed. And I know you, it's not the seventies. I'm not talking about that stuff, but I mean, yeah. having a guy that that can be there and, Maybe Tom Wilson's thinking, well, if I got if I do something stupid, I got to answer this yeah. guy. Wayne you know, Simmons, like, if Wayne Simmons is on the ice, they, you know, it's oh, like yeah. probably the Simmons. closest guy that actually might be on the ice with him in a, in the moment like that. You know, it's like yeah. it's completely different, completely different animal. I, I don't think that you need all the players as much as you need the players with that mentality, um, and, and that's where I like what Panarin did. I, I don't mind yeah. like he 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 did what he thought was right and what. We encourage in a locker room, stand up for your teammates. It was just the wrong guy at the wrong time. So, um, you know, we don't want to go backwards with this, but there's a place for in the game. uh, Like, I I don't want to bring up the Crosby connect me one. I'm saying that right. Um, For, but if the refs can break it up really, if they wanted that quickly anyways, or they can just throw it down right away or, you know, on the Wilson one with, you know, that escalated quickly, but you can get in there. I, I don't know if teams want to go backwards. I personally would love to see it because I've watched so much hockey this year and the divisional hockey has been great. And I think that's what's led to like you, the new rules. That's not going to lead. They always talk about, you know, rivalries, rivalries. There's no rivalries unless there's a physical element that is brought to that rivalry. I can play a team 10 times and unless something physical happens to one of my players, if you beat me 6-1, I beat you 5-1, you beat me 4-2, what would he do that day? You need something to happen, that little that little spark to get things kind of snowballing. And that's what you get when you play teams three three times in a row or 10 yep. times in, in, in a yeah. year. Um, but I don't know if you need the player. I just think you need guys that have that mentality that, okay, you got this, then I got your back, I got your back. But if you do have the biggest dog in the fight, it always helps. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Big, biggest guy. What's that? Biggest guy you were like, biggest guy you were, one guy you were scared of. One guy you were playing against that you'd be like, I'm not doing this tonight. Like, I, I'm I'm not going to be a moron. <laughs> I, I wish I was, I you wish know, I was uh, yoga tonight. Yeah, yeah, right. It was just at home meditating. Um, yeah. Honestly, I, I think every guy that I didn't want to fight, I landed up fighting. You know, obviously, who? who why would I want to fight Donald Brashear or George the Rock? I mean, right. you know, it's like uh, even you know even Brian McGratton and you know all those guys, man. It's like really, I had no business fighting them. Um, but there's never anybody I avoided because I knew if I you know showed any sign of weakness and avoided it. <laughs> I'd be long gone. So yeah, no, there was, uh, you know, there was certainly like I never landed up fighting Derek Bugard, but you know, I was always like, oh man, when when's this gonna happen? You know, I was just kind of mentally preparing for it. Just never actually landed up playing him. Um, and but yeah, he you know, he would probably be one of those guys. I'm like, we wouldn't want to, but definitely probably would have. So uh, just I mean, just like you, man. Like you know, it's like you 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 knew what you had to I do. You know, Brashear Brashear was mine. Yeah, Brashear you're a lot of fighting him. No, uh, no. I just I remember when the first year I came to the Flyers, um, and uh, what was I doing? I think he he was doing pull ups in the gym in his <laughs> spandex. Yeah, and so it was, shoes it was, on. 
it was just okay. like uh, it's a big human. <laughs> yeah, a big yeah, human. I don't want anything to do. He's with over that. there. He's curling the, the bar with forty five and like another oh, twenty yeah. on it. His arms just like oh yeah. yeah, and the nicest guy too. Though just the, the nicest dude, man. Yeah. Oh, brash. God, he was a big man. Yeah. Thank God that's in the past. I don't wake yeah. up in the middle of the night sweating. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Stalker, we always say about, about Chief said, yeah, try taking a nap. Try taking a nap in the afternoon when you got to fight Probert and you know Coaster is going to come over and tap the glass after you fight him. I'm next. He said that happened to me. He's like, I couldn't sleep. He's like, I was, it was <laughs> awful in the afternoon trying to take a nap. He's like, yeah, right. Oh, man. My, my, my worst part was uh, at the end of practice, you know, the superstars always got off. And then the fourth liners, fifth liners have to stay on and do some goalie drills. Say, hey, I can't cross over or shoot on a good day. And and now you have the other team's tough guys that sit or stand around the glass. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, uh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, like, you're, and I'm just sweating right now just thinking <laughs> yeah. of them, you know? Like the Sandy McCarthy's, Gino Onchicks, George Zorax, the Dan Bashirs, you know, Chicosers, you know, they're all – they're all Tony twists. They're all kind of like, oh my, god. you know, you're like, oh my god, like, hey, let's do a drill at the far end. Let's just, and that, <laughs> and then, and then you're like, I never want to not play, but I, you know, when they got a lineup, and you're like, uh, actually, we're playing. Now, who were playing one night? We were playing Chicago, and this is when I was in Boston. Chicago at this year decided to just go to like 18 tough guys. I don't know if you remember. They Van had and Bush, uh, Van and Bush, Van and Bush, Bushy, yeah. Probert. Uh, yeah. they, they had a crazy list. And the coach said, I'm not playing it tonight. And I'm like, why? He goes, because you're the, you'd be out there about 50, against 15 guys. And I'm like, no, that, that's so wrong. That's bullshit. I want to play in the back of my mind. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go take a nap. I'll go watch yeah. a movie. I'm going shopping. You will actually be able to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. Oh, I, I remember, right, uh, Starkey, you reminded me a few minutes ago when you brought up Eric Bolton. Uh, Riles, I don't know if you remember this. We're, we're in, uh, we were playing in Atlanta, probably their last year that they were there. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it was or not, but uh, Bolts was there. And we were standing in the tunnel watching them practice just for a couple minutes. I just walked out and Riley was standing there, but Marty Biron had played with him in Buffalo. So Marty, all, you know, 143 pounds of him, six foot, whatever, <laughs> six foot two. Marty's always stirring a pot. So Bolton's just standing there and he's kind of like turning and he's talking to Marty, but there's, there's drills going on. So he's trying to pay attention. Riles walks up and I come up behind Riles and Marty goes, Hey, Bolts. He's like, going to have to talk to this guy tonight. You know, and Riles <laughs> like, uh, you know, not that he was afraid of him, but it's like how awkward. And Bolts goes, I don't want to deal with anybody. That's what he said. He goes, yeah. I don't want to have to deal with anybody, to be honest. But I think you guys did end up fighting. We did a lot of fighting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys yeah. end up Thanks fighting. Thanks to Marty like, like, Way to go, Marty. Like, Jesus, man. What are you Looking doing? for a night off when he yeah. stood yeah. up there. <laughs> Bolts didn't want to, he didn't want to fight. You know? He didn't. He, he said it. He goes, I don't want to fight. Are you kidding me, man? <laughs> he lasted, Eric Bolton lasted a long time. Oh, man. Did he ever, hey? I remember him. He was in Kentucky when I was with the Phantoms, and that was like 97, I think. 98 yeah. he was playing in kentucky man i was like, oh yeah he cow. played in the coast in the in the lockout there and just went strong after and just kept getting contract after contract yeah man he did yeah man good for him yeah he had a yeah great for sure 
and he never hit either, man. He, his fights were no. long fights too. Yeah, man. He strong, was, strong, he tough, hit tough guy. Hard. Yeah, he hit hard too. Oof. And you know what? Not a lot. I I've had a bunch of Eric and um, never dirty. Like yeah, uh, very honest. Never, you know, when the game's over, you look back at guys, and I might not have had a chance to know them, um, but you get a chance to you know, what you, their reputation is to you. Um, and I, again, I, I don't know, Eric, I love him from playing against them because he, and he beat me up more than anyone probably, you know, but he's, he was just, uh, just right about the way he went about a lot of things. Listen, he also had some moments where he was whatever, but the exchanges that him and I had, he was always right and, and correct and right about the game. So uh, I'm happy he lasted as long as he did. Good on him. Yeah, I know for sure. One of the last last warriors standing. One of the last guys. Yeah, yeah. Long, you know. That's true. Jeez. Well, stalker, we gotta get you back to your your lockdown there. We appreciate <laughs> we appreciate the time. You only had one drink. You're getting soft, man. You used to have. I know. Well, I was gonna get up and walk away. I put water in. I <laughs> we already like... did. You already did to get my gnome. So, like, <laughs> you should have just got another drink while you're at it. I was just gonna get up and go get some. Hey, hey, one more. I, I meant to ask you uh, before we let you go. Um, are you still doing your? I, I watched a bunch of your lives. Uh, you had some cool guests. I, I love the yeah. knuckles one, man. I watched that was awesome, man. Every time yeah, I see so... that you, you're doing one, I I, I usually watch them. But uh, that that was so... really cool, man. The live thing's really tough to do, right? Because it's uh, it's on via my Instagram, and we're actually, it, it was really fun. I had some actors on it, some entertainers on it, uh, uh, some ex hockey player Johnny Leclerc, Dougie yeah. Gilmore. Um, I, I had Chief, not didn't have Chief on it yet, but Ray Bork, Eric Lindros, uh, some actors on it. Like I said, some Emily Van Camp, she's with the Marvel movies. Um, Sam Roberts, come, Dropkick Murphy's lead singer, and yeah, yeah. It's hard to watch a live because you got to watch that at the time. But now they got the new element that it kind of can stay on and live through YouTube or whatever now. Yeah. So we we just took some time. And you actually mentioned uh, the, uh, the, the or said before, they had the shirts on when I was in Boston. And people are always asking me, can you get me those shirts? I'm like, I can't get you those shirts. I don't know where those shirts came from. But I'm actually just going to, we just, my kids love it. So we're going to make them again and kind of send, not to make any money. I'm just going to have fun of doing it. So my oh, kids cool. can kind of relive that. And in a, a couple of weeks, we're, kind of going back to it so we have some real cool guests lined up um and just kind of get back in with this year with the hockey season it was really everything was every second night i you know, know? And trust and yeah it was, yeah you we guys found were that trying too. to do this yeah, yeah. yeah. so gonna get back going a little bit in the playoffs and things slow down a little and uh, have some fun with it so maybe we can get the, the gnome on and maybe <laughs> yeah. you could help and hey. riley could be doing yoga and why uh, not He's a roller skater pose? too. He's a roller skater too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Four, wheels? Four wheels. Four wheels. Four wheels. Wheel last week. Oh, yeah. Last week, he was. Oh. Is it a five-year-old birthday party? And I was just, you know, working I've been all over. And, yeah, yeah, he's been. Oh, all you should have seen the cry. He was giving a little dance, old stalker. What? Just a crossover it was the. Oh, who's this? The roller cool? rink, man. Cool in the you gotta game? have a little. Is this snap? cool in the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta have a little walk. swagger on the roller rink. It was great, man. I love it. I, I his, his wife uh, actually posted it, and I I screen recorded it. And I said, "This I'm gonna use uh, this I don't for know what something." You got, what you got going on with that thing? <laughs> I got something going with it, but anyway, oh man! But yeah, that was cool, Sarge. I, I wondered if you were gonna uh, keep doing that. You know? Yeah, yeah. We got some fun people kind of lined up, and it's just kind of 
letting everyone decompress from a really condensed hockey season. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a <laughs> fun week to do it. As you and I, we could have talked all night on the Wilson stuff. We could have talked all night on yeah, right. so much going on in the, in the, in the hockey world right now. And you know, how's the, how's the league going to be moving forward? What's going to be the world moving forward? How, how are they going to have the finals? How is that? How is the Canadian team? What do they go down? They go down to the States? Yeah. What, what, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, right. That's a great it's, point, man. They, they don't have it set up. You know, what happens if the Canadian team wins home ice advantage? Or whatever has a better record, right? Well, yeah. no, no one can come to Canada because you've got to wait for fourteen days. Yeah. So we have we have a fourteen. So do you I, think? You know, do you think they will? Do you think if like say like Toronto's looking pretty good? I mean, I I don't know who's gonna. Obviously, we don't know who's gonna be there. But what right. if it is like you said? Is it? Will it be different because they can charter and these guys get tested every single day, even on days off they have to go in? Because I you know I see the guys all the time and. Uh, they they have to go test every single day, so I, okay. I just wonder if they're able to do that. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. I, would, I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they they find one. And it's not fair because Vegas, if you heard, they're going to be allowed to have more fans in. They're hoping by June 1 to be at full capacity. Oh, prior wow. to Yeah, so prior to that, they're going to be allowed – I don't know if it's 14,000. So I don't know what the building actually holds in a much. That'll seem so. crazy now, you know, going oh, yeah. to that. But so they, they get, yeah. So, and they're thinking maybe making them one, like uh, for the final four, taking oh, almost okay. them. People. Uh, yeah. But that's not fair to any other team because one team gets home advantage, even if they're on the road. Yeah. Right. And they're a pretty so, good damn team. And they're a great <laughs> I mean, team. And they're very so, good at home. So uh, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So, anyways, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep. Cheers, boys. All right, brother. Hey man, stalker. Hey, seriously, stalker. Thanks for your time, brother. I know you, we know nice you're buddy. busy and everything. Okay. Cheers, buddy. You know where to find me. Hey, and I'll look for you in my garden. <laughs> but, but I should be out there. Why am I in the house? You just like looking at me. Don't who are you kidding, man? You got a painted green. You don't like the greensy? This is a forest. This is a little I don't know. know. It's kind of an eagle. I think eagle green. I don't know what it is, but anyway. It's no green. Looks like a, yeah, no green. <laughs> he looks like a little, just a little bigger than a leprechaun. I won't show you my hey! green, my green shorts then. No. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> I didn't think you were. <laughs> All right, boys. I All right, big boy. Thank you, right, man. Awesome. Thanks, boys. Talk Great to you, later. Guys. All right, see, yeah, see you, man. Boys. Take care. That episode was brought to you by Settlemeyer's Skate Sharpening. Nasty's got the steel and the best sharpening in town. That's right. Howie Steel, baby. You got it. And Body Check Wellness for all your premium hemp-derived CBD needs and functional mushroom needs. Check it out at bodycheckwellness.com. Thanks to PJ Stock for hopping on. Much appreciated. (laughs) Little Midge. He is Call a beauty. A leprechaun. <laughs> Who you look like one? <laughs> this guy said this. I did have green on. Green on green. Of all, if all people to call me a leprechaun, I know, stalker, right? That's he's tough. five foot seven. If he's anything, he was actually, we didn't tell anyone. He was sitting on two phone books just to be able to be in. <laughs> he's a tough street. five seven, man. He's tough he as it comes. So mother. God, I got to He can back it up. But uh, yeah, what an awesome guy. What a funny, funny dude. Great personality for the game. And yes, too bad his career he's, was cut short, but uh, made an impact for sure. He did. He was, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed him. I know we talked about it with him, but uh, I hate to even admit it to him because he's so 
cocky that little fucker but um <laughs> seriously though what a great guy man he he is such a good man and you're right he was a personality and you know i always brag about you fighting those giants that you fought he's he's four inches shorter than oh, you. i know right it's and he was doing it it just it just blows my mind uh you know if you really the people that don't i know people know who he is but maybe they don't really understand it. He's about five, eight, five, nine. Yeah. I don't know what he, they, what did he say? He said he was listed at five, 10. I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? They used yeah. to be at five, 10 in college. And I five ten. We're patting the stats uh, he, for sure. Yeah. He was uh he was a true warrior, an unreal team guy. He was great in the locker room. I mean, just, you know, like we talked about everything you want in a teammate, especially playing that role, Yeah, you know, and he was, yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I didn't have him too long as an equipment guy and him as a player, but we stayed in, you know, he's a good dude. We stayed in touch for like ever since he left Philadelphia. So um, he was great to have on and God, is he a funny bastard? Yeah, he really is. Yeah, he's uh He's an energy guy, right? He's one of those guys yeah. that, uh, you know, like the Rudy, the, the all heart and, and the glue yeah. on, on a team anywhere he goes and, you know, he, he brings it. But, uh, I mean, people that don't understand uh, how tough how, how tough you need to be to fight those guys, <laughs> Even mm. whether you're 6'3", six, 6'4", six, being undersized, um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things. You just do what you got to do because you, you want to you you live out your dream and, you know, he said yeah, he never really I, fought. You never really fought, and then all of a sudden he realized he had to fight all these mutants. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He's like, "What the I hell? Know, man. What the hell league am I on? in here? What's going on?" But and uh, then he waves, and then he's waving. Yeah, the waves. Yeah, with a big smile on his face. Like, I I think he did. I I think he he said he did. He told us how it started, but I think he was blacked out because he'd been punched so many times in the face and he just started waving yeah and they're like oh man that was great you waved what i i did what i did yeah right show him the video oh yeah yeah i was just saluting the fans making your trademark <laughs> oh man i'm glad he's coming back with those shirts I, i'm probably gonna even have to get one for, yeah for that little leprechaun you gotta support the little guy yeah he's awesome dude Thanks to PJ Stock. Be sure to tune in next week. Until then, be safe. Have some fun. Enjoy the weekend. The long weekend. Long weekend See you next baby. week, guys. Stay tuned. See you, knuckleheads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.